Doc, you gotta help me. You're the only one who knows how your time machine works. Time machine? I haven't invented any time machine. I'm telling you, Doc, you gotta believe me. Then tell me, future boy, who's the president of the United States in 2020? Donald Trump. Donald Trump? The billionaire reality show host with an insane comb over that looks like he was struck with a lightning bolt made of Cheeto dust? Ha! Then who's the vice president? Hugh Hefner? Doc. I suppose Madonna is the first lady! Wait, wait, Doc! And Jeffrey Epstein is the secretary of the treasury! Doc, you gotta listen to me! I've had enough practical jokes for one evening. No, no, wait. Good night, future Doc. boy. Doc, Doc, the, the, the bruise on your head, I know how that happened, you told me the whole story. You were standing on your toilet and you were hanging a clock and you fell and you hit your head on the sink and that's when you came up with the idea for the flux capacitor, which is what makes time travel possible. The flux capacitor! Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room! You can't handle the truth! King Kong ain't got shit on me! I am the I'm so much crazier than I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Nice day, big boy, huh? That's Brock. Everybody on? Good. Great. To Facing Off, a podcast where we travel back in time to the 1980s to take two movies we find to be similar to compare, contrast, and rate. This episode is either going to be most heinous or most triumphant. <laughs> I'm Gabe. And hello, McFly. Anyone there, McFly? Don't be so gullible, McFly. Nick, <laughs> what's up, dude? I am Nick J. Tellier Esquire, and this is Gabe Gabriel Siegel, and we are Wild Stallions. Woo! Or actually, we're not. We're facing off. Yo, and we had to bring on our most punk rock wasted youth of a friend, uh, Blake. Blake LaCroix, what's up, buddy? Hi, guys. That was a lot. I didn't have anything prepared like that, but... Nope. You, you were weren't supposed to. Hey, well, all right. We're here, then. You've done all you can. <laughs> you were supposed to protect us. You Asgard was supposed to. Uh, different movie. Uh, Blake, we are so happy Very to have different. you on, uh, especially for a movie that's your favorite movie and neither Nick nor my favorite movie. <laughs> Just kidding. Nick is going to get mad. Yeah, uh, today's episode is Back to the Future versus uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah. I, and Back and to Blake, the Future is my favorite movie. And also, it is Blake's favorite, Blake's. favorite movie. Yeah. <laughs> Blake, tell uh, the audience about yourself and how you know us. Who are you? Well, I'm 5'9", overweight, um, spend way <laughs> too much time on the couch watching movies. COVID is really uh, suiting me. I'm, I think I, Wait, so do you officially have it? Have No, I tested negative. I was sick the past two weeks. Uh, for anybody that is worried or cares about me, um, no, but no, not a thing. I tested four negative for the regular flu. Tested negative for COVID. Went in and got a chest X-ray. They told me I don't have pneumonia. And at the end of it, they were like, "We don't really know what you have, but you don't have any of the things we're really concerned about you having. So just go home until you feel better." 
So okay. I did that, and now I'm just about feeling better. Oh, we're so happy to hear that. I know. Good, I'm good. Glad, good. glad I lived to make it to the podcast. I could oh, probably. Hey, I also just though. realized, Happy Easter, guys! Yeah, oh, yeah, Happy Easter. He is risen. We are all eating uh, hard-boiled eggs. As oh yeah, uh, that's hey, all that's wait. in this mug. Just Nick, do you have just any blended up hard-boiled eggs, baby? Ew, what? that's disgusting. Lee, mm-hmm. beautiful. Hey, um, shout out to. Um, Shout out to my mom. It was her birthday this last week on Wednesday, but because of quarantine, I for literally did not know the date. Uh, so Ooh. like all my work daily contact logs, I'll just say four seven for a long time, and then four nine, and I was like, "What happened to my mom's birthday, the eighth? And then I realized on the ninth that the the eighth was the day before, and um, I thought it was that day. And the story yeah, is very that's how confusing. calendars work for sure. <laughs> But uh, I definitely. That the day before the ninth is the eighth, and the day after the seventh yeah, is seven, the eighth. Yeah, seven, eight, nine, Claire's uh, ten. Claire's mom's birthday is April seventh, and on April eighth, she did the same thing and realized she like missed a day. She thought it was the dude. Day before that's what that's what I did. A horrible child birthday trip. We are awful. I was, yeah. So yeah. shout out to my mom's. Uh, <laughs> uh, she'll never know that I that we do this podcast because I don't want her listening to this at all well i got a quick shout out uh shout out to your mom happy uh belated birthday i do that all the time by the way uh okay oh it's been upgraded to unlimited Unlimited minutes (laughs) thanks thanks we have unlimited zoom meet it this episode is brought to you by southern new hampshire university and shout out to brad payne who emailed facing off podcast and he said hello facing off podcast i wanted to inform you about this new online degree program that is designed to meet your needs and it was by brad payne and so what i said in response and blake maybe you'll appreciate this because fuck this guy and automated things i said hi brad or should i say automated robot brad (laughs) Facing off as a podcast and not a person. Why the fuck would it, as a podcast, apply to complete an online degree? How in any way is this online degree designed to meet a podcast needs? This is why we at the Facing Off Podcast are unafraid of robots taking over the world. Robots and automated (laughs) systems are stupid and can't tell the difference between a podcast and a person. Yours truly, Facing Off, a fucking podcast. Did they pay you for that (laughs) plug? I'm just sitting here Yeah, shout out to uh, University. We are actually, if you plug in promo code Facing Off at Southern New Hampshire, uh, Hampshire University, you get a free online degree program. Everybody gets degrees. You get a degree. If you guys ever do start getting ads placed, can you promise me that you'll only just shit all over them right before you plug it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it wasn't an ad. It was they it's like an automated system that thought that a podcast was a person that could get and they an emailed online us degree. and Gabe owned them. I know yeah. I'm saying now it's an ad. True, true, true. <laughs> now it's an ad. Hey, man, it, it, they got your n- degrees needs. I, I don't know. Um, They're the degrees needs, baby. Uh, Nick, you want to hit us with the synopses of yeah. these two movies? Did you guys know that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is about the most excellent of adventures ever had in the history of adventures? Bill <laughs> is the son of a man that married a very young woman, and Ted is the son of a dickhead. <laughs> Together, they yeah. uh, fail history class and rock in their band, Wild Stallion, which is kind of spelled like Wild Stalin. Uh, yeah. So they should really... Purposefully. 
but it's like Stalin, like yeah. Joseph Stalin, like yeah. Koba. Heavy metal. Uh, Shout out. To, together, they are introduced by future George Carlin to the concept of time travel. Together, they set forth, set back, set backwards, set back and forth, something like that, to steal famous historical figures uh, from different time periods and bring them to 1988 in order to ace a history final. With the help of Billy the Kid, Socrates, Genghis Khan, Joan of Arc, Beethoven, and Napoleon, they get an A-plus on their final and score... Beethoven? Yeah, Beethoven. Dang it, I, I should have pronounced it that way. Uh, they get an A-plus on their final and score some most intimate time with the most righteous of princesses. Bless you. Ready for this? Back yeah. to the Future is the story of Marty McFly, a teenage rock star wannabe overflowing with confidence but underflowing with shame for his loser parents, George and Lorraine. Yeah. Marty's best friend is an aging scientist, inexplicably, named Doc Brown, who calls him to help with a late-night experiment. Lo and behold, Doc has made a time machine out of a DeLorean, and the surprise return of terrorists that Doc ripped off to supply the plutonium necessary for time travel uh, sets the uh, experiment off a bit. Uh, Marty accidentally sets himself, uh, sends himself back to 1955 on the day that Doc invented time travel, which coincidentally is also the day that Marty's parents met each other. Uh, Marty impedes his parents' introduction, which causes a time paradox threatening to disappear Marty forever as his mother wants so desperately to bone her future son. Uh, Marty finds young Doc, that's a rap name, and convinces him to help Marty travel back to the future with the help of a lightning bolt destined to strike the clock tower at the end of the week. Marty spends his week scaring his dad into being a cool guy, skating our antagonist, the hulking and rapey Biff, into a shitload of manure, mm. and dodging the thirsty advances of his own mother. At the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, George knocks Biff out, gets with Lorraine, and saves Marty from vanishing. Marty then writes Doc a letter explaining that he should wear protection the night that he invents time travel, lest he be riddled with terrorist bullets, and travels back to the future where he saves Doc's life. <laughs> And discovers he's made his parents into interesting people and made Biff into a little car-waxing bitch. But wait, Doc comes back and is now in a flight-capable DeLorean that takes Marty and his girlfriend to the future. Boom. Where they are. Right. Nice. Dude, Riddled with no Terrorist Bullets ropes. is a great album name. <laughs> What'd you say? Riddled with Terrorist Bullets is like a great <laughs> yeah, album dude, name. Dude, that was fantastic. Also, I Thank just you. got... I thought My young servant Doc just was brought a me a Bloody Mary monitor. during this episode, so... You have Cheers. a servant? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nick, I don't know if all your synopses bang like that, or if it's just because it was Back to the Future, but... Maybe you I, should I listen to them, dude. Yeah. I do. I did. Uh, they do all bang. Okay. They so do all our, bang. our guest, Blake, has to leave right now because he disrespected us, and we're going to do the rest of this episode <laughs> on our own. I do bang. You should do. You bang, you bang the way you move. You move. What movie is it? Uh, Where they? Oh, Wayne's World. I was gonna say I should and disappear out. Yeah, nice dude. Good reference. Sick reference. All right, cool. Let's break down these two movies based on our categories. We use a rating scale for each of these categories that is one to seven. Blake, you're kind of new to this, so pay attention. Um, but, uh, one is lowest, seven is highest and four is like average or neutral or in between. Uh, we're going to do five comedy categories because these are two super slapsticky comedies. Uh, and we're going to start with spectac, hilarity, then do actoring, originality, legacy, and quotability slash rewatchability. Let's start it off, Nicholas, with spectac, 
hilarity, Back to the Future. Explain Seven. what spectacularity is. Uh, uh, spectacularity is a scientific formula. It's laughs per minute. Um, it's essentially how engaged were you in the movie, and then as a little bit of a bonus for comedies, uh, how consistently are you laughing at the film? Is there yeah. like one funny scene, or like are they all funny? Um, and it's also so it's a measure of like engagement and laughs per minute. And for that reason, I give Back to the Future is my favorite movie ever. Uh, and I give it a seven because um, I kind of wish we talked about Bill and Ted first because I think Bill and Ted is a funnier movie, but it's not as fun to watch because mm. the plot is so simple. Yeah. But in Back to the Future, the plot's not simple. There's a lot at stake. You th- like, there's a certain point where you think, oh, crap, is Marty going to get stuck in 1955 I actually forever? think it's simple. It's the ideas are complex, but the plot itself is kind of simple. Bro, I think there's... Yeah, but there are more um, There are more pitfalls. There, there's oh, like oh, more to- like... Okay, I, I know what you mean now. And really, There's more yeah. like... There's more time or there's more at stake, I guess, is the question. I, there's a lot of... There's, I gotta there's, say, I, I think mean, there's more at stake in Bill and Ted, dude, even though I agree it's a better movie, but... Oh yeah, they are actually kind of the like rulers of yeah, the Yeah, they're like the yeah, whole they society is based on their music but and they don't, coming but together. But they don't know that. But they don't but know Rufus that. But Rufus does time. and tells They're them. just bumbling through the whole thing. All right. Um I think Back to the Future is super engaging. I mean, he could have been stuck in the 50s. His yeah. car stalls out. Uh there's that scene where you don't know if like George is going to beat Biff up or like what's going to happen. And then it's funny too, and the the comedy ages well. Like it's mm. genuinely funny later on. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's my two cents. I gave it a seven. If you didn't, Blake, you're a fool. Like, um, what did you give it? Spectacularity. I don't know if if I should just ruin it now because I really did. I mean, I've never done this before uh, with all the ratings and Bill and Ted. So don't ruin it. I'm saying Bill and Ted. I think they'll reflect accurately. But like Nick was saying. I was just going to say I have sevens all the way down for every category and back to the future. Well, God damn it. I just said don't ruin it. Well, big, you guys can do your reveals, but big all surprise right, well, from Blake. All right, Blake is cut off for this No, I, I'll explain why. I'd be happy to talk about all, right. all of them, but... Uh, yeah, well, explain a little bit about Back to the Future. <laughs> you better be happy to talk on all of them. You're Actually, on I, yeah, I, don't, I don't really want to talk about Back to the Future today, guys. Sorry. Um... <laughs> All right, spectacularity. Um, this is a mess. All right, this is what I wrote. Um, okay, I have a couple lines that... So throughout the movie, I think Christopher Lloyd is really bringing the comedy and Marty McFly is like reacting a lot, um, even if it doesn't mean to be comedic. Um, the first yeah. line I have written down, and Nick, I know we've talked about this before, but why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Um, that line always gets me. I've seen the movie a hundred times and I still laugh at yeah, Marty keeps saying, he keeps saying heavy and he's just like, why do you keep saying heavy? And like, I don't know. Those little, as they, as they walk into the school, he says heavy and he's like heavy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Cause it's like a, it's like a form of humor that is just basically like, it's almost like Drax in guardians of the galaxy where you're just yeah. taking things too literally when they say them. Exactly. And so I'd love that they do that comedically with the elements of like it being a separation in time, like eighties versus fifties. They kind of like perfectly nail that. Yeah. And keep going on that with the eighties versus fifties. Um, when Marty dresses up as Darth Vader from planet Vulcan, uh, 
all of those just kept making me chuckle and laugh like the little like that's so dumb he's just doing star wars but but yeah. george mcfly has no idea ha 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 um what an idiot what an idiot um and then the earth angel disappearing guitar scene into johnny be good i had so entertaining uh when i was little i wanted to rip like marty um and this and he has yeah. like Marvin Barry on the phone being Chuck Berry's cousin. He's like, "It's your cousin, Chuck, <laughs> Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. Barry. Marvin." <laughs> um. So yeah, I'm jumping around from like quotes and other things, but yeah, you're ruining, you're ruining <laughs> opening, basically our whole structure. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm gonna finish my spectacularity on set design comment. Um. I just thought they did that super well, too. Going from, like, their house in the 1980s and everything's kind of average. It's not, like, a shithole, but it's, like, you can tell the like difference from the house yeah, in the beginning sad. to the end. And, like, those right. little key details. Yeah, and just, like, it's set like design suburban depressing. are awesome. No, that's a good point because we normally have a category called uh, eye candy. And I didn't really think it applied too much because these movies are both kind of outdated mm. in certain ways, especially Bill and Ted. Um but I think that's that's a good point. I thought the set design kind of makes it like fun, like an interactive experience that you're into the movie. So, you know, I don't really want to like piss you guys off, but uh, I gave it a seven out of seven <laughs> because it is it is very engaging all the way through. I think it's perfectly balanced in terms of enjoyment and humor. I don't think it's like what we normally would call like laugh out loud humor, but it is like you constantly have a smile during this whole movie. I really, I think especially any scene with Christopher Lloyd and Thomas F. Wilson. Um, I mean, I'm obsessed with Biff. I think Biff is one of the funniest characters of all time and he's so cool. Um, And anytime they're on screen, it's great. But then you have Marty who's so like, He's supposed to be like the cool kid at the school, but he's also like perfectly clumsy in every scene. And I think that really works for a character that like draws you in for the whole movie, but also is just like falling apart like an idiot. He's Um, a slacker, dude. Yeah. I especially love the inappropriate stuff in it. Like all the scenes with Lorraine and him are really good. And I think that it ages really well in that way in terms of the engagement. The scene in the car between Marty and Lorraine is a masterclass in awkward acting. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. It's so good. So, yeah, I mean, there's not, it's really kind of like self explanatory. It's just a good comedy and it's really engaging all the way through. Um, it's beautiful. So sevens from all three of us. Uh, what about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? What did you give it? I gave it a five out of seven. I think <coughs> okay, it's slightly above average. I think it's like here. First of all, and I know you were going to talk about this, Nick. The song, the breakaway song at the beginning is fucking sick. It's also, fire emoji. It's fire emoji. Fire emoji. Fire emoji. One hundred emoji. Thumbs up emoji, rock and roll emoji. Every song in this, I think a a lot of the songs were made for the movie. And I think kind of like Back to the Future. And I love the score or the soundtrack. Um, And it perfectly dates the movie. I love when a movie makes you feel like you're at that time and doesn't feel like outdated, you know? Yeah. Um, And they even bring humor into it whenever they do like, 
like when they do like the little guitar yeah, thing that's to great. each other. I love that. I love that. I actually kind of almost cried during the scene where they go to the future and the whole society is there and that song is playing, um, the dancing in the streets all night or whatever, and they're all doing the thing and like it's just like a beautiful you scene. Almost it's a tender moment. You almost <laughs> dude, cried? I actually felt emotional during that scene. It's so good. Dude, what? I, I love the way that they talk. When's like, the last I think... time you went outside, man? You have a balcony. <laughs> it's been a while, dude. <laughs> Go outside. Uh, Go sit outside for a while. Um, Take some fresh air in. I love the humor of it in terms of like the language. Like the way that they talk is fucking hilarious. Like the definitely most heinous or like. Oh, dude. Most, dude. most, most tranquil is. It's an 80s movie and there's saying. a 69 tranquil. joke in there. And I fucking love 69 jokes. So that was great. Nice. Um, all the jokes about the stepmom being hot, Missy, are hilarious. Like, yeah, they're pretty uh, good. Super funny. But what I would have to say is like, what makes this movie funny, like above average, any scene with Napoleon. Napoleon is like one of the- He's crushing is, it. Dude, he's incredible. <laughs> the Ziggy Piggy. Ziggy dude, Piggy. <laughs> I'm going to give you, because he's not my sixth man, but he was runner up for my sixth man. So oh, we'll talk about that when we get there. But I agree, yeah. Napoleon- was so fucking funny in that movie. <laughs> I, I wonder what you guys think in terms of like the engagement and comedy of it. I I ended up giving it a four. I knew I, it. I knew you I, were a hater, dude. I wrote down a five, but then I changed it because I personally think the score is weird. I Whoa. love that first song, but I don't like that it goes between like... I don't know like what they were trying to do, if it was like a juxtaposition thing or what, but they go from like... Oh, that's an 80s song. And then it's like score, like actual score to a movie. Yeah. And then it's like back to like a weird 80s song and then back to a score for a movie. It's not like they blended the two. Uh, at least to me, that's what it was. And honestly, I think the plot is really in- insanely simple. It's it's basically like two idiots go back in time, steal a bunch of people, bring them back and try and get an A. But there's all there's the side plot that they are actually like important to this like future species of human. But how are they important to them? Which you, I don't, you don't find out. No, Nick, just watch the movie. That's why it's, it's like because not, their music it, is the fan foundation of society or something. Dude, but, you're a but, hater. <laughs> but what does them going back in time have to do with their music? They, they were already making. No, this they, is a great point. Been, I actually have no idea. They would have been split up. He would have had to go to military school, and they wouldn't have made music if he didn't pass oh, yeah, his that's report. Right. He was going to have to go to military school in Alaska. Oh. That's right. The okay, like, high judge or whatever, the judge <laughs> person is like, they are about to split up or whatever. The time is coming for the okay. I'm happy you guys... Miss that, I guess. All right, so a five uh, and a... F- I'm going to give it a five. I gave it a, I gave it a four Whoa, slash five. Don't let five. me bowl you into that. I'm gonna, no, I'm going to go to five because I genuinely really, really enjoy it. And like, I didn't give it low ratings. I just kind of, uh, I kind of gave it more points in another category in lieu oh, of this one okay. because Got I thought it. the plot was in like... In Waterloo? Meh. In Waterloo one? of this one. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's a most decent movie. This is What about you, Ziggy Piggy? This is a... I don't know. I feel like it's a good thing, but I had like a five last night and I was teetering and then I went to a four. Now after this conversation again, I'm still... Oh, you mean just like me, I, the person yeah, that you ridiculed no, for doing exactly that? Exactly. But, but at least I'm like, I know how you guys are doing the categories and I feel like I'm doing it kind of right um can i just give it a four and a half <laughs> yeah 4.5 did, uh, did halves for uh 
You know what I I I I wish you guys were in the room because I laughed really hard at it and it's a super subtle moment. But the part when Keanu Reeves like acts like he's dead in the knight's costume or whatever, and then knocks the guy in the head, he like just gets up and goes and like throws his hands up and it's fucking hilarious. I was every scene with Napoleon, like some of the stuff between them, all the scenes about Missy, and then Genghis Khan and the bat section of a sports oh, store yeah. is like iconic i have some questions we, about that scene we, but gen- genuinely like i know um, i feel like i'm saving stuff for actoring but just, all right just, i think that's our next category but, but in, yeah. we can move really on. quick inspect tack hilarity all the like just little one-liner reactions between bill and ted like when uh they get thrown down the old western bar and their heads go through the wall and then yeah. they're looking at like a room of prostitutes keanu reeves just has like a whoa like one of his woes and i was just like what the fuck is happening (laughs) i love it i think it's like a sillier dumber movie it's like oh i'll kind of get into that in originality but uh, i do want to point out one thing in terms of like engagement level the this is like a really good use of budget it was only a 10 million dollar budget and at the time like that was really hard to make things look great and while the cgi stuff is kind of stupid when they're traveling it's kind of like appropriately stupid but the set design is fucking crazy for 10 million and the amount of actors that yeah. they had on it the the billy the kid scene is is not my favorite uh are we doing actoring now yeah let's do actoring so actoring okay. is where we talk about the performances okay. and gonna, sort of like whether the yeah. writers and directors gave them the tools that they needed what's up Nick? exactly billy the kid's terrible so bad oh, no. guys... i actually think billy the kid is amazing oh, hor- oh dude horrible. i think he is awful the worst actor <laughs> so in the whole bad. thing Dude, he has a line where he goes, what? Just like he's literally uh, a, like a seven-year-old child auditioning Wow, I didn't even catch that. An elementary school Yeah, no. It's he's, as if, he's bad. It's as if they didn't do any other takes. And they, like, they just were like, say what in the, in the most unbelievably wooden way you can. And he went, what? <laughs> oh. Dude, it's, it's so bad. That kind of sucks because all the other people historically are like really funny. So, yeah, Socrates is Socrates, great. Napoleon is the best. Socrates is the Socrates best. Socrates is great. Um, uh, Bill and Ted are both funny. George Carlin's not a good actor, but I love George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of felt like it was a waste of George Car- yeah, Carlin. A like, bit, yeah, for funnier. sure. He, at the time, he was the biggest stand-up comedian I know. outside of like and Eddie Murphy. And he Murphy. just kind of li- kind of gives like weird like broken fourth wall looks at the audience and that's pretty yeah. much do it. Do you guys do the like MVP LVP stuff all at the end? You don't that's bring at it the into acting. Fool, all listen right. to our podcast. Well, fe- Blake, just listen. Well, I feel like it's topical <laughs> with all the people we're talking about right now, but I will wait on yeah, it. We tried that. It doesn't work as well. Okay. Suspend. Uh, Keanu Reeves is amazing. Um him coming back for that sequel that's supposed to come out in the next like year is going to be um, like hilarious. It's to watch. so what a weird career. What a weird career. He, it's fascinating. Uh, so I gave it um, I gave it a five in actoring. Um, it would have been higher if not for Billy the Kid and George Carlin. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I gave it a five as well. And I actually, I, I didn't feel like anyone really tanked it, like you said. But I didn't, I didn't feel like it was like the best comedic acting, even though I thought, I think Alex Winter and, and, Keanu are great. I actually think Alex Winter is the better actor in it. Yeah, and I'm sure. kind of surprised that his career didn't blow up. I think it's just because his face didn't stay as perfect as Keanu as he got older. And Keanu's just the sweetest person in the world. Um, 
they're just like perfectly idiotic and I love that. But I only think this this era of Keanu, I only think about Crystalia's like Keanu uh stand up when he's like, Whoa, are you okay? <laughs> and uh I I fucking I love watching it. Um I uh Napoleon is amazing. That the guy who plays him, Terry Calamari, is like he kills it. Calamari um, Genghis God, Khan. I would kill for some calamari right now. Oh, Warren me King. too. Um, you know what? I, I just love all, I mean, I guess I, I won't count Billy the Kid, but I just think all the historical people are really fun. And I think like Socrates is funny and Genghis Khan is funny. Yeah, yeah. Even Abraham Lincoln and Sigmund Freud are like funny. Oh, I forgot about Freud and Lincoln. Joan of Arc's a babe. What? Yeah. Joan of Arc is pretty hot. I, I'll get into some problems with that later. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of crazy that some of those actors were only like in this movie, or if you go on IMDb, yeah. they're most well known for this movie and it's just one impersonation they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I gave it I a five. What about you, too. Blake? Um, for actoring on Bill and Ted, I have a four next to that category. Um, so I think that's fair so, for that. So I put, I almost gave it a four. I put that. Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves are really believable teenage stoners, but I think that Keanu did a way better job. You were just saying that you thought Alex killed it, but the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I understand why Keanu Reeves had a career and Alex Winter didn't. But um, I think it's Alex Winter's face that I really enjoy in this one. He, it's like the sideways look he his does. His face, I think, is why he got casted, because he is a yeah. unique looking dude, and I feel like they were just like, yeah, that guy will look Weird next to He's Keanu Reeves. He's got to be Reeves. much different totally. looking like, than Keanu Reeves. Exactly. And um, so like with their back and forth, I just kept going back to I thought Keanu Reeves was like selling it. And I was like, yeah, he's a dumb stoner. And then Alex Winter, I was like, he's acting like a dumb stoner. But um, okay, fair. When, when they're debating whether they should go with Rufus in the beginning, uh, Bill should be way more animated while convincing Ted, but he just says, we've seen some crazy stuff, but, like, never this, let's go. And I'm like, bro, if a telephone just popped up in the fucking Circle K parking lot, like, yeah. act a little bit. Don't just be like, whoa, all right, I guess, cool. And then... Um, right. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K, though. Yeah, yes. dude, one of the best lines. Um, I love that. I also have that I love Terry Cat Camilleri Calamari. Uh, yep. <laughs> every scene with him, yeah, it was wonderful. A little lemon pepper, little lemon pepper calamari right now, dude. If I could just dip it in my bloody right now, yeah. yum, 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 and then your bloody Mary. That's pretty much it. I, yeah. I was gonna say I'll I'll touch more on this <laughs> later when we get there, but couldn't agree with Nick more about George Carlin and Billy the Kid, and one of those is my LVP. Sorry to say. Wow. Nailed it. I, I don't even know who it's going to be. Who is it going to uh, be? Do you know? I gave Back to the Future to transition into that yep. one a hard seven. There is not a bad performance in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. I tried to find one. I really tried. And I just don't think that it's there. Outside uh, of a couple wooden lines from some characters, like I'm thinking Lorraine's family is like all- an airplane without any wings. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a great scene. The the lone what's his name? Old man Old Man Peabody, dude. Old Man Peabody. And his hybrid uh, first, dude. My brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh it there's not a bad actor. Um even some of the minor characters are like amazing. Like Goldie Wilson is fantastic in every scene he's in. Mayor. 
Biff's I'm going to be mayor. <laughs> Biff's goons are great. Uh, the other, all the other McFlies and whatever Lorraine's maiden name is, are really good. Like the little kid that's uh, like Lorraine's little brother. What's a rerun? Oh, he's a good actor. I think he was in a lot of stuff. What's a rerun? <laughs> yeah. This came out today. He plays Fred Savage's <laughs> so... older brother in the Wonder Years. I think. Oh really, dude? He's condescending as hell. I hope he isn't that too. <laughs> Uh, he's a good older brother character the directing and writing are literally perfect in this movie and they're iconic you, you just yeah can't. robert zemeck has killed it and it's whoever, amazing who's the writer that's that's the bob legacy of this movie. fucking gale yeah for the fucking win sorry yeah, wait go ahead i'm sure you gave it a seven as well as we are uh yeah i did um so <laughs> told us already. i wrote bob gale wrote the shit out of this movie Got the idea looking at his dad's high school yearbook and wondering if they'd be friends. I always thought uh, when I found that out that that was just such like a unique way to start awesome. writing this. Yeah, he was just like looking at his dad. Like we've all looked at our parents' yearbooks and he was just like, what was my dad like? And then you go through yeah, that like. I and then The Power of Love by Huey Lewis and the News just started playing boom, in his head. In his head. <laughs> <laughs> he just knew. But, um, I wonder if my dad and I would be friends. Dun, 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 dun. Just like that. So, <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Bob Gale did a great job. Um, Marty and Doc win. The DeLorean first time travels. Doc is super pumped. Oh, yeah. Basically, okay. <laughs> so Bill and Ted, I thought that they had some good chemistry. But like I said, I thought Keanu was better. I thought that Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd... And all their scenes together were, like, it's just totally. perfect. Like, the way Christopher Lloyd, like, reacts and, like, says all his lines. And then Marty just reacting to him and everything that's happening. But uh, when they first time travel in the beginning, uh, Doc Brown just is freaking out. And when the DeLorean disappears, he's like, what did I tell you? 88 miles per hour. Yeah, and Marty, I love that scene. He's losing his mind. And Marty is just, like so good at being like shocked and disbelief and like i was paying super close attention last night and i'm like yeah i feel like that's pretty much what you would do if your yeah, old scientist sent, friend just made it it's that gif i sent you earlier gabe yeah that's oh reaction, yeah yeah that's right. he's like huh what um and then yeah what you were saying one of you were saying how marty is really good at being cool but at the same time like yeah, clumsy and loserish yeah. and like yeah he's not like the cool kid at the school he just he's, he's like cool. the cool kind of like outcast kid at yeah. the school he's but like he's a, also almost like a loner yeah yeah and he has just like a couple hard li- i love when he's driving away from the libyan terrace and he goes let's see if you bastards can do 90 and then just like drops it and goes into the back to the future just drops. yeah just drops it <laughs> as i said that i was like i don't know what he's dropping dude but he fucking drops it he drops it dude he's straight Dro- up i almost clutch, said dude. that but i don't know a lot about cars i didn't know if it applied yeah so, step up anyways <laughs> he drops the gas into the engine with his yeah you go. fucking foot <laughs> um that all works. just to wrap that up uh, Leah Thompson, also amazing job. I love Leah Thompson. When she, when Marty gets hit by the car in the beginning, and her like young self is introduced, and she's like, "Your pants are on my hope chest," and she's just like, oh, yeah. so thirsty." That's your name, isn't good. it? Yeah, Calvin. 
No, she Calvin Klein. It's written all over your underwear. I feel like they all the actors in this movie just have really believable performances. Like she seems yeah. like yeah, thirsty seventeen year old that wants that kid to sleep over in her bed. Um, but yeah, and then yeah. Thomas F. Wilson, this Biff, is uh, he's amazing. amazing in it. Yeah. All right. So listen. Okay. I, I need to remind you what these categories mean before you yell at me. Four is average. Five is slightly above average. Six is well above average. And seven is like amazing or great. I'm giving it a six out of seven. Well above average. Do not shoot me. Um, I think it's great. I think, I think it's like most 80s comedies or just 80s movies in general aren't known for their acting and i would never hold that against a movie from that time but i think this is well above 80s comedies as we saw with bill for and sure Ted. and i think that especially i mean uh christopher lloyd thomas f wilson and michael j fox i mean this is the best michael j fox performance may i maybe back to the future 2 is a little bit better because he gets to play his like older self in that and he's so great in that and uh, and that his movie. uh and his daughter um, and his son. Have you guys oh, yeah, seen yeah, Teen Wolf? And he's, yeah, it's like easily beats <laughs> Teen Wolf. But uh, here's the thing. So I don't, and I love, don't get me wrong. I love Crispin Glover. I do not think he's a good actor in this movie. Like a oh, lot of the Dude, lines I, bro, I, I, I don't think it. are believable. I had a I think newfound respect acting. for him in this. No, I honestly think that it's like more acting than naturally being that character. I don't know why. In some scenes, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think that. But there are like certain scenes that I don't think it he's is that a, great. it is an over the top. I read. I will tell you, Old Man Peabody. That is a horrible performance. It's hilarious, it but it is like, holy shit! You could not have gotten a worse actor. He's in very this clownish. Yeah. Yeah. I do kind of wish that there was one <coughs> slapstick character in this, and and I feel it's like Doc it's Brown. Ca- yeah, but he's not really like slapsticky. He's funny. He's not like. Have I you want, seen like, his hair? I guess I guess um, George is kind of slapsticky. George is very slapsticky. Yeah. Okay. Dude, maybe I, I the keep whole that the whole like Biff running into a manure truck and all the manure oh, yeah, falling yeah. into his that's total slapstick. Yeah. No. no there, there's slapstick humor in it. I wish there was like one fucking super goofy character, and I guess that is like a combination of George and uh, Doc Brown. You're but uh, I love all the side performances. I mean, I, I love that you mentioned uh, Goldie. Uh, Goldie Wilson is great. I think Lorraine's dad is amazing. He's so funny in that scene. The brother is also like good, but the the dad is so like angry for no reason, and I love who the that. hell is That's John like F. Such Kennedy? A suburban dad. Yeah, <laughs> who the hell is John F. Kennedy? Um, I will knock it down a peg for one reason: horrible misuse of Billy Zane. One of the best actors that's ever graced this earth. Okay, uh, you should listen to your friend Billy Zane. He's a pretty cool guy. Okay, anyway, nailed that. So, uh, so no, I'm giving it six. Number four. I think, he, yeah, I mean, he has the face for it. I'm just knocking it down on like a, a peg. I don't think it's like a ma- like. The I get best it. I'm not upset acting. at you. What? I don't. I mean, yeah. Hey, hey um, fuck you. It holds a special right, place guys, in my heart. Let's move on to another category. Wait, really though. quick. Let's do re- what? Crispin Glover, I read, got so nervous while filming this movie that he lost his voice and they had to redub his lines over him, just like mouthing the words. And as I was See, watching it, I was like, kind of, yeah, he's mentally nuts. unwell. Yeah, dude is <laughs> insane. Dude, but do you know about the whole lawsuit from the second movie? I know he like didn't want to do it and they had another well, no, actor. He wasn't in the movie yeah. and then they decided to use his prosthesis and put 
put it on someone else and put him in the movie. And he's like, you fucking can't do that because that's not yeah, me. It's a whole it, thing. And it's actually, he like set precedent in the, in the court for that kind of, um, the, it's like a IP case. It also, uh, I don't know that I knew that kind of an asshole about it. I knew that happened. I don't know the ins and outs of like why he didn't want to, but I do, I, I disagree. I really think he fucking nailed it in this movie. I thought he was such a good George McFly. No, I, lo- but, uh, I love him in it. I don't think it's that good of acting. I mean, I, I don't I know. Don't know how I understand. To that's, All right, yeah, well, let's move on to our yeah, next yeah, category. Our next category is originality, where we talk about like what's. If the movie was creative, did it need to be made? Does it stand out in the genre? I'll just very quickly say seven. I mean, it, there is no, there is no way you could be less than a seven for Back to the Future. It's one of the most. You just can't do it. It's, it's one, one of the most, of the original most insanely of creative time. in its language, its story, its themes. Uh, I mean, it even makes fun of itself. Like it's it's great. Yeah, and it's so like the reason why I wanted to use this category to talk about why this is my favorite movie, and it's because as a when I watched it as a kid with my dad, I was like I had to have been like ten or less years of age, and mm. it was like it was like seeing God for the first. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so rich. It was just like so different than anything else that I'd seen, and like the fact that my dad was just like glued into it too, and like I feel like he hadn't seen it in a really long time. It was one of his favorite movies, and I could tell that he also held it on this like pedestal of like this is such a unique movie. Then I just had that same feeling, and then it just stuck. I can rewatch it a million. It's times. so sad that now his like movie tastes are just so bad. My dad? Yeah. Oh, he just because he doesn't stay awake for hardly any movies. Yeah. He stayed awake for Back to the Future, to the best of my recollection, but he doesn't even stay awake. He watches yeah. movies that are exciting so that when he is awake, it's like, whoa, and then he falls back asleep. This right. is, this That's is his thing. legacy, right? That is a cute story, though. No, this is originality, dude. Originality. Okay, well. Like, why is this your favorite movie, Blake? So it was kind of similar to what you were just saying, but I didn't know if if that was a legacy topic. I was going to say, though, the first time I saw this movie, I went to the video store in Palm Desert, Video Depot, shout out, hasn't been there for a very long time. Right next to the Orange Julius? Orange Julius Julius? the Togo's Sandwiches, where I eventually worked in high school. Oh, yeah, you worked there. Um, So I rented one, two, and three on a Saturday I feel like I came home sometime that morning, like 10 a.m., and I had a TV in my room, and I think my dad or somebody was just like, oh, yeah, Back to the Future, whatever, they're good movies, go, you'll like it, whatever. So I'd heard of it, but I didn't really know, and I remember I sat in my room in the dark from, like, 10 a.m. and watched all three and my life was changed that day forever. I was literally <laughs> just sucked into a hole of that. And I remember, like, walking out of my room just like, it's not, It's so good. Nothing's ever going to be that good. And, like, yeah. So, hooked from, awesome. from a young I actually, I actually did not know that story. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, you gave it a seven? Seven. Oh, wait. I already know that. You spoiled all of your ratings oh, at the beginning. And because we're in originality, the way we've been doing this, you guys kind of hop back and forth, right? Yeah. Okay. Sort of. Can I just go on a quick little originality rant between Back to the Future and Bill and Ted? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go I ahead. think we're done talking about Back to the Future, in fact. Right? Gabe, did you have yeah. anything else? Yeah, to add? I I mean no. I it's just an incredibly original movie. It needed to be made. It's it's this awesome, like 
original IP that will never be remade because Bob Gale and Robert no. Zemeckis are yeah, G's exactly. and they put that into the contract. And so I love it. It's like it's almost like sacred text at this point. My yeah, exactly. My note for Back to the Future originality is when they wrote this, Bob Gale and Zemeckis. They kept getting turned down by studios because studios didn't want to make a time travel incest film. And I'm like, if oh that God. doesn't tell you how fucking original this movie is right there, then I don't know what does. But okay, so that was the one Back to the Future orig- originality note because it's super original. So right. there you go. Okay, Bill and Ted, let me start picking apart this originality really quickly. Um. Hmm. Sorry, I was lost in my own note here, guys. Uh, are you going to say it's not original? Because I don't think it's original. I gave it a three. All right. Oh, so, oh God. This is going to be so fun. I'm so excited for this. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I'm knocking mine down because I have it way too high. I'm going to land on like a four. But really quick, right. here's my points. Uh, Bill and Ted is made after Back to the Future, right? I should have looked that up first. But yeah, yeah okay. three years after. Three years after. Listen, four years. Listen to this. Uh <laughs> they both blow out amps in the beginning scene and then a clock goes yeah. off and say, and they go, I'm late for school. That happens. In the original script of Bill and Ted, uh, it was a 1969 Chevy van. Filmmakers thought that that was too similar to Back to the Future, so they changed it to a telephone booth. Uh, and Bill and Ted, they want Van... Well, no, then they're trying not to do that. They're trying not to unintentionally copy that movie. But it's because they're already like, oh, we're already like making the same movie. Let's change this little detail. Yeah, and yeah. then Bill and Ted <laughs> want Van Halen in the band. Marty plays Van Halen for George when he's pretending to be Darth Vader. Oh, stretch. And then That's he goes, Move on. Deputy Van Halen down at the station when he's distracting Ted's dad. Uh, in both movies, they think they watch their best friend so they die. they like Van Halen. Wow. But they don't. Um, which also my actoring for Alex Winter in there, when he thinks that Ted just got stabbed in the chest, he just goes, Ted, don't be dead, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> that's great. What? No, I actually thought that was great. He was initially really sad. And then he says that, like, that's how that character would be. I think Marty watching... Doc Brown get That's his chest pumped full of lead is a much more like no bastards. Like I don't know, I was. Feeling I mean, it. they're very similar. Both okay. have time themed songs and time travel in general. I Last... just don't think it's original because it's like, oh, I'm gonna go back in time and visit all of the history people, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna get them. But the oh. futuristic element, I think, is funny and kind of original. I just think it's like not as big a part of the plot. It's like. It's like if you had to pick an original idea going back and accidentally going back to when your parents were little, just like you, is more original idea than going back and like being like, oh, Napoleon. I met Genghis Khan and he's really good I at baseball. I think it's more unfortunate that they came out in the same decade. For sure. No I'm not knocking had it ever... for that. I'm knocking it because I think the idea of traveling back in time and being like, that's Napoleon, that's Billy the Kid. Yeah. Is not an original idea. That's what everyone oh, would for do. For me, I think machine. that's fucking hilarious. Like they are hilarious. They are about yes, to original fail a no. class, and so all they do is just like steal people from history without any like knowledge of what the repercussions of stealing someone of those mag- of that magnitude would be in the past. I Funny, also think it's like yes, original. Dude, no, 
I think it's really original. I think I like I've never seen I'd never seen a movie like that. It's hilariously so stupid and crazy in its concept. And it's like Back to the Future is a smarter movie for sure. I would give like I'm giving Back to the Future a seven because it's like it's actually a pretty good time travel movie. Does the time travel add up? No, it's pretty fucking stupid in terms of like scientifically. It's no, it's no dark on <laughs> it's Netflix. It's all very complicated. But uh, it's all very scientific. Bill and Ted uh, is original in like that. Yeah, there's never been that quiet. Like two stoners have to go back for a history project because their music is like foundation of society. That's original, but... Think about that line you just said. That's crazy original. But where it's not original is I don't think it would have existed if Back to the Future wasn't made three years before it. I think it would have been a completely different, weird, or maybe not even made at all. I don't even think they are at all similar except for the fact that they literally go back in time. They do both open with guitar scenes. Yeah, okay, That the guitar scene is the only one I would knock it, although I, I think it is the dumbest... Oh, I forgot to... Oh, actually, you know what? I'll save that for the end. But yeah. uh, I do think it's a magical blend of, like, 80s high school movies. Like, I think that they're perfectly making fun of certain 80s high, high school movies because there are... For sure. Nick and I did an episode on that w- uh, with movies that molded me, and, like, there are so many 80s teen comedies or whatever, and... It's kind of funny that Bill and Ted is almost like blending all those together while kind of making fun of it. My my last original note on that connection was uh, Bill's stepmom Misty is supposed to be a babe. Another weird incest mom son connection. Oedipal complex joke during presentation at the end. Okay, but I lo- yeah. I love that Oedipal. That was a funny moment when they made that joke because then it like the camera zooms in on her and she's like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And everyone's looking at her. I do. I will say I wrote down that this movie is essentially if Back to the Future got hit in the head, but also was purposely supposed to be less smart and it had like a way lower budget. I mean, it had like a $10 million budget. Back to the Future was like, what, 80 to 100 million? I didn't didn't see. That's usually you. Um, Should I look it up? I have to say, what a fucking nightmare it must have been to have to do that presentation at that school. What a fucked up. That's this is just a side note. I just like I. That sucks. So yeah, San Dimas High School football rules. Yeah, uh, what's our next category? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! You know what's really funny is, and I just want to point this out because I I hope you guys notice. There's that one like big jock in the crowd at the high school. This like fat jock in a in a tank top who like every time something happens, they're like eating that like pudding or whatever, and he's like, "Yes, yeah, bro," and like and like <laughs> clap it. I know. I did. I was like, "Why is that guy eating?" Dude, everyone's eating in it, and then he's like, every time something happens, he's like fucking high fiving people as if he's part of the presentation. <laughs> I don't know what that that doesn't go under originality. I just I don't know, dude. But San Dimas High School football this. rules. I'll say this: a lot of newer like stupid comedies are made, like especially like stoner comedies, and I don't think they're as creatively like simple as this, and they don't work like this. And so I appreciate this what one was for your being rating? one of the OG ones. I gave it a six. In originality, I, just I gave it a three, and I Blake just gave never it a seen four. Something like that. Fair enough. Um, by the way, you're wrong. Back to the Future has a nineteen million dollar budget. Oh, really? Damn, yeah. that's low. It made mm-hmm. like so. It made so much money. It made so much money. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait. Do we? So let's Guys, move on then to legacy. Yeah. I don't know how your editing works, but my shit. I noticed it stop, and then I started recording a new one. So somewhere in that 
rant of originality, Gabe's going to have to do some editing. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate you so much. All right, I'll figure it out. Uh, but what I, and you have the Zoom can audio, Can you just too, get GarageBand? Don't you have a Mac? Uh, yeah, dude. But... I don't know. I never used GarageBand. Oh, you had it this whole time. I hate you. All right. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's move on though. Let's do let's do legacy. Let's like quickly start with back our, our Bill and Ted because there will be a lot to be said on Back to the Future. But um, legacy is kind of where we talk about like how this movie will be talked about, how this movie has been talked about. Does it stand out in the history of movies? Um, what is its lasting legacy? How did people react to it? Um, I mean, Bill and Ted has two sequels. One isn't out yet. Uh, Endless yeah. quotes. I mean, Keanu Reeves is Keanu Reeves is a legend, and this is the the birth of a legend. Yeah. Um, he's not even a man. He's just a he's <laughs> just a god, a shining golden god. Bill and Ted has a ton of legacy, and it's really well liked. Like it has good ratings. People really like it. Uh, so I gave it a six. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you, Nick. I, I can't think, wait for that sequel. It's going to be so dumb and great. I, I'm excited. I mean, it's kind of like that has to mean a lot that they're making a sequel right now, like in 2020 about this. Um, I mean, I think it was like crowdfunded, but um, really? I think that Keanu Reeves as like a stoner Cali boy, even though he's Canadian, uh, like as a stoner Cali boy has like kind of lived on more than this movie. Like just yeah. that character of Keanu. People still think he's this like bumbling surfer idiot. And uh I would say that most people have seen this movie, but I was a little bit alarmed yesterday when I did a Zoom call with Danny's family and almost none of them had seen it. And I was like, what? Like they were all like her brothers are both, you know, I think her brother's like 29 and then one's like 33 or something. And like most of the people like knew of it, but they hadn't really seen it. And I think that's fucking crazy. Um hmm. Yeah, I mean, you you mentioned the critics are great. I think it's kind of low on IMDb, like user rating. I think people are missing the point of this being supposed to being uh, stupid. Yeah, they might be seeing it as trying to be serious when it's actually just a stupid movie for stupid people, and it's great. Yeah, I think it was like a cult comedy hit. Yeah, by the way. definitely. I think because it made forty million, which isn't bad. You know, it made it made back its budget, but like. Uh, it's $10 million budget, but I, I think it was more of like a sleeper hit afterwards. Um, I don't think, it, I think the only thing that's painfully outdated in this movie, because, oh, so in Legacy, especially when we're talking about comedies, Blake, we kind of talk about like how well has it aged, like, yeah. you know, socially and in terms of humor. I think there's like a few things that kind of don't work. You know, the phone, phone booths don't exist anymore. Um <laughs> Uh, and then the other one is like, I think this movie's kind of fucking sexist. Like, and, and by kind of fucking sexist, I mean, it's really sexist. Like hmm. the, the slutty stepmom who's around their age is like one of the main, is like the main female character in it. Joan of Arc, they have be an aerobics instructor. Yeah, why is, is she, I wrote that too. Why is she an aerobics instructor? Joan of Arc is like, is one of the most famous warriors and like her, she is known as this symbol of feminine leadership at a time when people wouldn't allow that. She was and literally burned at the stake for being a witch because she saved her country. And she was she, like, 16. she acts the, the actress acts like, like a bimbo. Uh, she just acts like, um, 
I can't, there's like, a, there's like this parallel in, on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it, but she, she acts as if like she's an alien. Yeah. And like, granted, they kind of sort of all do that, but hers is like way over the top. And it's like, dude, why are you, what? She acts like really stupid and like she's an alien and you it's like it's really strange. Moment. And then she's a jazzercise person. It's like, you know, dude, what's dude, another moment away. is when they bring back the babes from England and the babes are like, the, first of all, they call them the babes. They and do. then um, they come back from England and they're like, yeah, we went to a place called the mall. And like, we had credit cards. I'm like, dude, this is not okay. I know. I was also thinking like they were supposed, he's like, I saved them from marrying those Royal ugly dudes and they're all thankful, but it's like, Oh, now their future is to just be with these two men. And it's like, are these girls ever going to have their own future? <laughs> right. They don't even exist in this world. Yeah, Blake, what, what did you think in terms of its legacy? I wrote a four. I'm thinking about bumping it up to a five oh, because, excellent. I, because excellent. I, I agree yeah, that, I mean, yeah, like this is an iconic movie and like, I think that my issue where I gave it a four is because I was really kept comparing it to Back to the Future. And I'm just like, I feel like Back to the Future is just like leaps and bounds better. But if I'm looking at it on its own, probably a five for like legacy. Yeah. But um, that's a most appropriate score. Time travel. <laughs> I, the first note I have in here for legacy, because the note you gave me on it, Gabe, was uh, quality and content. Has it aged well? Yeah. But, Time travel circuits are the worst CGI I've yeah, it's even I wrote, poorly. But even for the time, I was like, even at this time, couldn't they have figured out a better way to do like those time travel like sequences? I don't really know because they, so like, they almost had to make it like CGI in the way that it flies and stuff. Back to the Future doesn't use as much CGI and stuff. Yeah, yeah it goes for a minimalist approach on yeah. purpose to like bypass that problem that you're talking about, but it's because it's not supposed to be like a silly movie. Back, like Bill and Ted is a silly movie. Yeah, but it's like I, that's you kind of have to suspend your disbelief in like what it was like at that time right. and like how they did that. It's, I wrote that I appreciated the aesthetic uh, because of nostalgia, um, because like it reminds me of almost like weird science or just like those weird like horrible CGI science fiction movies. movies. Yeah, yeah 80s and you can movies. tell it was shot um, on film too. You see the grainy film quality of it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, I put. Why wouldn't Rufus go with them towards the beginning? There, he like gives them the time machine, and then he's like, "All right, like do your project." And they're like, "Wait, you're not coming with us?" He's like, "Nope, you're on your own," and just leaves. But he doesn't explain. I'm like, "Wait, you'd go through I think all they this had trouble to follow a specific path?" You are overthinking a goofy movie. Well, yeah. I'm saying quality and content, though, dude. That's like well, huge I was plot hole right there. Like, like, have the future the guy lead you through all this shit? Why I was would talking more about around? like has the like. Does it age right. poorly in terms of how it looks? And then does it age poorly in terms of its comedy? Like, does it make you cringe? Okay, last note on this then. Very applicable uh, for cringeworthy. Right after uh, Bill finds out that Ted's still alive in the castle and he saves him and picks him up, they, like, hug and have a moment. And then they both push each other away and go, fag. And I was like, "Yeah, whoops, that's a pre-2020 yeah. line right there. That's so, a good That's a good one to bring up. Yeah, that was the most one where I was just like, oh, that didn't age well. But other than that, they're pretty. And for the time, like, I get it at the time. I don't know. I'm not justifying at all because that right. is wrong. But, yeah, 
that's th- there's your example of not aging well <laughs> for the yeah movie. i no, that's a good point i'm glad that you brought that up because i do think some of the humor kind of ages poorly all right well mm. so are you gonna stick with a five or four uh i'm gonna go five it's it's iconic i'm gonna okay. go five a all right five, a uh, six so that's six is from uh yeah. nick and i and five from blake all right let's do legacy for back to the future very easy <laughs> this is gonna be a seven <laughs> I mean, Easy seven, yeah, and it, it ages so incredibly well. Like I said before, even now, it doesn't even really seem like a movie that came out in 1985. It seems like it could have come out more recently. Doesn't have the same like 80s campiness that other movies have. I don't know if you guys noticed something about that, but it's oh, not. It doesn't at all. I don't think, I think it does it, at all. It, it, I and I mentioned this. Nick and I did like an episode before we figured out what our podcast was going to be. We did these like early episodes where we talked about our favorite movies. Me, I did Fight Club, and he did Back to the Future. And when we talked about that, your point right now, Nick, is like something that we brought up that it's like it is made in a way where because it's showing you the 80s and it's showing you the 50s, it's you, it could be ma- like you said, it could be made now because it feels like they're setting a stage for that instead of right. it like us having to watch and be like, oh, that's what the 80s look like. This movie's so yeah. outdated. It's like purposefully like that. It was, even though it came out in the 80s, it was like making fun of the 80s. And I thought yeah. that was genius. Yeah, it's perfect. I mean, it has the quotes. It has the, the car is lit- literally a legend now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the DeLorean. And, and then it has that awesome, like you said, like it's written in that you can't remake it and it'll never be remade. So then mm-hmm. that's just like, even the conversation about that is a testament to its legacy. But... It's an easy seven. Totally. Seven, seven, seven. My first note here is... 111 more than number the, of the number Supreme of the beast. U- <laughs> USC film classes use Back to the Future as a model for the perfect screenplay. So I feel like that says a lot about the oh, legacy yeah. of this. Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't say, know really. that. That's really cool. Yeah, dude. This I tell people that all the time because I'm proud of my favorite movie and I'm I feel like it just gives it some weight to when you're like no it's the best movie ever literally it has a date it's taught it that has way. back to the future day <laughs> um October 26 2015 you uh, were hanging out on that day Blake I was reading this cool article good times bro sorry <laughs> fun hanging out <laughs> fun, fun hanging out um nailed it I was reading this article of this writer for Vox, Emily Todd Vanderwerf. Yeah, and she's she, okay. She also loves Back to the Future, but she had a comment in there that said Zemeckis shoots a school dance like a car chase. And I was like, I really just liked that because like that's all awesome the suspense, line. yeah, building up right there. I was like, that's so yes, good. Does, huh? Yeah, like it does really build the suspense. I know. It, I read that right after I watched that scene, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's like super accurate." So it kind of actually even feels like the the last like twenty minutes of a Christopher Nolan movie, where like so many, it's like cutting back and forth between different scenes, yeah. and like the thrill is still there. That's a funny point. By and her. he's like disappearing, to, like while playing Earth Angel. But I love that the relief of like as soon as George kisses Lorraine, and you have that like. Oh, sick! They're saved. It's just like, all right, time to fucking play Johnny Be Good, and let's bring yeah. this back yeah. to it. I love that his like, the way that his hand comes up when he's invisible is like a like you shouldn't a hand shouldn't come up that way. Like it comes up like this. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> but it, but it's his left hand, and it comes up almost like it's coming from the right, and then it disappears. It's super dumb looking. <laughs> so good. It's, good it's like the worst looking part of the movie by far. I'm sure our audience is really going to appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
That's why I described right. it too, Dad. I mean, oh, dude, Dad, Daddy. I like I. This is like one of the most iconic movies, and it was so well received when it came out. Like people really, really appreciated it. It got great reviews. I mean, it made three hundred eighty-eight million dollars on a nineteen million dollar budget. Spawned two sequels, which were both really, really well loved. Um, some people even like this. Apparently, the more. middle one only has like a sixty-five percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, which blew my mind. That. The third That's one insane. has like an eighty something. You know, it's actually people, kind of odd. the third one has a better rating. Yeah, on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes, That's I read some things better. that people That's were like, insane. "The third one's the best," and I said, "No, no, um, it's not. Yeah, no, it's great, uh, but it's not." Oh, I will. I kind of want to point out one thing. First of all, like we've already talked about, like so many movies have copied this, obviously. Um, but the other thing is, like, I feel like the influence of this movie can be seen in other movies where, like, they'll show the movie poster in the background. <coughs> or I was just watching the show Community the other day, and like the Back to the Future poster is in the back uh, background of a dorm room, and like you'll see if there's an '80s movie, they will show a movie theater in the town, and on the marquee it will say Back to the Future or something. Yeah, and that's or, just, like, like people will use the font if i could the, give it an eight out of, of the, seven i would do that. yeah it when, is it is it's you, sacred text like you, you said gabe that was a great yeah. line you guys were just saying uh it was i think a hit when it came out i didn't know that for a long time i always heard it referenced as a cult classic and for some reason i thought that it like flopped bef- and then there was a cult following and then they made the second one but i was talking to my uncle on the phone yesterday and i told him we were doing the podcast and he was like, oh, yeah, I remember when that came out and I saw it with your mom in the theaters. And I was just like, I mean, I was jazzed because it's my favorite That's movie. So, so cool. I was asking him and he was like, oh, no, it was like a huge deal. It didn't fly. He was like, it was yeah, like no, I really was popular for a while. I was like, oh, cool. I think yeah. this is one of those like rare occasions where it's both like a big box office hit and a cult classic. And it's yeah. so important to people like you guys. I mean, it's it's one of my favorite <laughs> movies. People Don't like get us. me wrong. It's just not my number one because I'm not what do you mean by idiot. that? <laughs> All right, let's move on to quotability slash rewatchability. So yes. we think that comedy, I don't think that every movie needs to be rewatchable and it doesn't need to be super quotable, but really good comedies, especially classics, should be rewatchable and they should be quotable. Um, and so kind of talk about, like you could mention some quotes that you really like, but kind of talk about those quotes that you know, found their way into your conversations with your friends and family and stuff, as I'm sure it has. I've heard both of you guys do it. I even quote it all the time. So let's start with, uh, let's start with Bill and Ted so we can end, you know, happily on Back to the Future. Uh, What did you guys give Bill and Ted? I gave it a five. Same. I think it's really funny consistently. Um, I don't think for me, it's not really rewatchable necessarily. Um, And the quotes aren't amazingly repeatable except for a couple um, but it's most ingrained in people's heads and hearts, dude. <laughs> I actually I, am kind of surprised that you gave it a five, Nick, to be honest, yeah. I, because I, I gave it a five as well, but mine is because it, for me growing up, this was like a very rewatchable movie. I always loved it. My mom like had it. And so I would always watch this. And so I gained a newfound respect for how quotable it is. Not it necessarily is rewatchable. Quotable. It's their language that makes it super quotable. All we are um, is dust in the wind. Hey, dude. Oh, my God. Yes. That scene is so fucking funny. Uh, so great. Hey, be excellent to each other. And, and party, party on, on, dude. dude. <laughs> uh, I, I contemplated dude. making that my email send-off from now on. Oh, be excellent should. to each other. And, and party, party on, on. dude. Uh, Not yeah. that part because I work Game. at a school, but maybe the be excellent to each other. I, I, yeah, might, I might like, honestly sign off emails that way. 
when you said there's a 69 joke that you appreciated when i I started watching bill and ted and i was looking through the categories before i watched the movie the only quote i remembered was what number are we thinking of? 69, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, I feel like you, as a I teenager... I think talked about this movie and you've said that before. I feel like as a teenager for so long, randomly when that number would pop up, I would hear them saying it and I would say it like Bill and Ted and just be like, 69, dudes. Yeah. But, so uh, that Dude, I, I kind of love the part... I, I used to say this a lot when I was a kid, but the part when, uh, when Bill's dad and stepmom just start banging in his room which is really fucked up and (laughs) keanu reeves is messing up messing with him and he's like dude he's about to get it with your stepmom in your room and then he's like shut up ted shut up ted like i remember that i used to say shut up ted all the time i wrote yeah i wrote shut up ted too yeah that's a good one strange things are afoot at the circle k is hilarious is that yeah right before the strange things are afoot at circle k i feel like this one's not as like memorable but i fucking died when they're sitting there like trying to do the project right before rufus shows up and uh keanu reeves turns to the lady walking in the store and goes excuse me when did the mongols rule china like, just, like, i don't know i just, I just work, work here. here but like Again, I can't deliver it, but like in the movie, watching it, just thinking of these kids sitting in the Circle K parking lot, being like, when did the Mongols rule China? Like that was Dude, their idea. It's like, oh, we'll go sit in a public place and just ask people walking in about historical <laughs> The part <laughs> that they're what like, they go up to the to history and teacher something. and they're like, we really appreciate everything that we learned in this class. I mean, and he's like, oh, really? What were some of the things you love? He's like, well, you know, like Napoleon and Joan of Arc and the Socr- and uh, that guy Socratic Method or something yeah. like that <laughs> is great. Um, I love. There's one line that I really like, and I think that they're almost making fun of how deadpan uh, Billy the Kid is, or how bad of an actor, as you guys would say. But when he goes, Billy, you're really dealing with the oddity of time travel with the greatest of ease. Yeah, I love that, I love that line, but I think it's iconic. because he's a bad actor and he just doesn't know what to do. I think it was that they were almost making fun of it. He's but, a uh, terrible actor. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like super <laughs> it's quotable worst. to a lot of people, but I think the language of it is kind of quotable. Yep. Yeah. All right, so five for me. What did you give it, Blake? I gave it a four, and all the other quotes that you guys have already said are the ones I had written down. Be excellent to each other and party on. Strange things afoot at the Circle K. But yeah, did you, uh, you? But you don't really find this to be that rewatchable. Um, so it's tough because I like it and I will rewatch it. That's why I went with the average four. Like last night when I had to watch it for the podcast, I wasn't super stoked. Yeah. But but then as I was watching it, I wasn't like hating it. It was good. So again, I I just I felt like it slid right in there, like. I wasn't not enjoying myself. I wasn't loving it. And I was like, average. You know, this episode was your idea, though. This was like one of the, when we first had the conversation about the show, you were like, oh, it would be really good if you guys did Back to the Future versus Bill and Ted. And I was like, yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah. I almost didn't want to do it because I was like, you know. (laughs) But I think the issue, again, is any movie I'm comparing to Back to the Future is just going to be. It's problematic for you. Get lesser numbers. That's because Back to the Future got a seven from all three of us. And now we can move on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean JK. we can talk about some of the quotes. You guys love quoting this movie. Oh sure, Dad. Yeah. Oh no. Dad, I have, Dad, Dad, Dad. Can I start 
My favorite quote from any movie, I mean, because it's my favorite movie, and then I have a favorite quote in my favorite movie. So it might be my favorite movie quote of all time. Let's see. Is, if, Nick, can you guess it? Is it milk, chocolate? Oh, oh dude, that that's, is, my, that's my favorite. I wrote favorite. that down. You're so, huh? <laughs> You're so, huh? You're um, so thin. Wait, where? I did write that my down. My favorite somewhere. line is by Lorraine's dad when he's like, Ooh. he's an idiot. Comes from upbringing. His parents yeah. are probably idiots too. Lorraine, you ever have a kid that acts like that? I'll disown you. Yeah. I love that. And uh, I, my favorite line from this movie when I was a kid was, I am Darth Vader from Planet Vulcan. And then yeah. I was like, Dad, what's Planet Vulcan? Because I'd seen Star Wars, but I still don't really care for Star Trek. And Dude, he was like, eh, it's a Star Trek thing. Damn. My dad was the same way. So he was like, oh, he was very dismissive. He was like, it's a Star Trek thing. My mom is a Trekkie and she would have fucking beat me as a, she would have put me in a burlap sack and <laughs> beat me. <laughs> she would have beaten you with a bag full of soap. Yeah. God. Bars of soap. Blake, what is your All favorite right. line? What is My it? favorite line from Back to the Future. If my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. But okay, so I actually quote this movie more with the SNL auditions, which yeah. Nick and I always quote. But it's so funny imagining Al Pacino in that role. With have you seen that video, Blake? <laughs> I haven't. As you guys, dude, are saying, it's I'm like, oh my I god, you would this. love it. It's basically like they do S- auditions. It's like an SNL skit, and it's like they found this old footage of like auditions for um, Back to the Future, and it's like Al Pacino's Doc Brown. He's like, Murray. My calculations are correct. Uh, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. And they're like, cut, cut. Because <laughs> he's like really aggressive about it. The whole <laughs> yeah, Wait, he's like, that's so good. Great, All right. Scott. You're doing a great job, Scott. Hey, everybody. Three cheers for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Blake dude, is going to oh, There's send, that laugh yeah, I've been looking for. Send, send this video to me after we oh, talk. Oh, dude, but, you're going to cry. But I dude, actually wonder if this movie, if the quotability is skewed because of my friendship with you guys. But probably. I also, like, I have clearly seen this movie enough times that I think I know it. I think I know all the quotes to it, and it's not even my favorite movie. So oh, for it sure. has to be super rewatchable. Yeah. But that, that, sorry to keep going back to it. That calculations are correct, dude. When, all right, what is the fucking hardest thing you can say to, to a kid right before you blow his mind by letting him in on being the first person to witness time travel? And it's just, you're going to see some serious shit. And I'm like, yeah. And then he, I know it's so dude, dumb, but I'm like, can we so can we take hard. a second to appreciate the the uh, level of of like what's the word panache? The level of like fl- yeah. like like uh, <coughs> flamboyance. Yeah, flamboyance. I guess that that Doc wants in the first documented instance of time travel where he's like no, no no come here film film here right in front of the car that i'm gonna so have the drive car's gonna straight bash at you us. in the way yes yeah. dude and then every i love too and he's just like plutonium you can't get that at a corner store did you rip that off and as he's still filming he's like marty no 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 and then, like, he, ex- oh, no. And then, he, and then he explains it all like on camera after he's like no, no don't talk about that this yes, sucker I it off. is nuclear yeah i so i have a question because I think this line is really funny, but I wonder if he ever did. Did he provide? Did he say anything about the Libyans before the line that he goes, "Oh my God, they found me! I don't know how, but they found me. Run for it, Marty!" And he goes, "What? Who?" And he goes, 
Who do you think? The Libyans. Did he ever mention the Libyans before? No, that? but but earlier but, in the movie, you can you can hear a TV uh, in the right. news talking scene. about it. Yeah, there's a news scene where they're but talking about it. But that's why that line is so funny. Say. He goes, "Who do you think?" Like he's like, "How the fuck would he know?" <laughs> yeah. I think I think he does say, "I ripped it off from Plutonium Nationalists. I made them a bomb or full of Libyan shoddy yeah. pinball parts." I yeah, think he yeah. says Libyans. He made a bomb made out of pinball machine parts. So Jesus, I, George, I it's a wonder right I was there. even born. But um. <laughs> On rewatchability, though, for this movie, I was trying to think. I mean, there's no way to say the number of how many times I've seen it, but I have a weird, like, tick in my weird tick mind of... Yeah, you should get that checked out. I watch Back yeah, to the Future. Yeah, you're only supposed to have, like, brain and mucus disease. and stuff in there. I watch yeah, Back to the Future not, not bugs. at least once a year, and then I was like, I feel like it has to be at least minimum two a year, though, because I also watch it whenever I get sick. Like two weeks ago when I had the flu, I watched it. And then I watched it again for this podcast. But I have a oh thing where it's if it's been a long time, I'm like, okay, I have to at least once a year back to the future. So like, say I watched it twice a year, we get close to 60. And then I watched it a million times when I was little. I feel like I'm definitely in the hundreds of watching Back to the Future. That's so, so absurd. Shit is rewatchable, dude. That's pretty awesome. I'm saying. I am, uh, I'm going to rewatch two and three next weekend. Uh, nice. As part of my sad indoors birthday celebration. All right, dude. Hey, Nick, I'm pretty sure this is going to go long enough that I am also going to have a sad Oh, that's true. Birthday. That's yeah. true. It's all right. Um, that's most uh, unfortunate. Let's well, okay, so that's sevens. Rose. Unless you guys have anything else, let's wrap it up. Uh, and no, these up. Let me blow through these quotes really quick. Uh, I'm afraid you're just too darn loud, Huey Lewis that's in the news. Love that Huey Lewis is saying it about his own song. Yeah, yep. that's pretty funny. Uh, we didn't say, I mean, we said Great Scott a million times, but just got to throw in there, it's Great, great Scott. Scott, fucking, that's the quote. It's Great Scott. Uh, make like a tree and get out of here. I love when Biff has all those dumb... Like can't say those lines, oh my, right? Dude, or like, if you watch the like SNL a, audition, you're gonna laugh even harder because my the favorite Alan is Alda actually part. in the second Ooh. one where he says like a screen door on a battleship, which is uh, that one is so way good. funnier. But dude, yeah. uh, I don't want to mess with no reefer addicts when his goons Great are line. like, yeah, getting putting Marty in yeah. the trunk, and exactly. then roads where we're going, we don't need roads. All right, I feel we like call we needed to hit all those. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right well uh let's add these up what uh what is your total what are your totals nick a hard 35 for back to the future and okay. a uh 24 for bill and ted's excellent not bad adventure no not bad at all i gave bill as you know back to the future i just gave it a 34 out of 35 very close to being i think it is a perfect movie i just kind of wanted to knock it down a little bit no um, no i i you picked the right category for it i respect this yeah and then bill and ted i gave a 27 out of 35 13. I'm adding my Bill and Ted. If this was movies that molded me, it was definitely a movie that molded me. I loved Bill and Ted growing up. Did you pick it for that episode? I can't remember. No, I put it a little bit lower because I <laughs> there are some 80s Fair enough. high school movies that I love. I was actually right. pretty shocked. What's your Bill and Ted? And then we'll move on to accolades and wrap this sucker up. Yep. 22 for Bill and Ted, and you know I'm 35 on Back to the Future. So Bill and Ted gets a 60... Bogus! No, 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 it's 73, I think. This is most non-triumphant for Bill and Ted, okay? (laughs) Bogus. (laughs) All right, let's get into our accolade section. Yeah, 70... No, no, wait. 74? 74 out of 105? No, 73. Out of 105? Yeah. That's great. 
can Back to the Future just win your podcast forever? It did. It cool. well, <laughs> actually, it might. I think it has the highest score so far. Cause out of the three person ones, it has the highest. Yeah, Fuck, yeah so. it does. I mean, no one's ever going to beat that unless we have a like. If we do a three person one for like Parasite or something. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm can't uh, wait to hear Gabe complain about how I did accolades wrong. wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, yo, oh, I mean, you've done everything then. wrong. So, okay, accolades. We're going to just break down some of the things that we want to give awards to. And Blake, I, I'll give some context to the audience for Blake is sent me a series of questions of like, so do I do like MVP for both of them or like each one and like what about is that not the team? most Can you valid question what's happening for being in the all-star on a- team do i choose five from each and i go no just pick five overall oh my god you had to explain the directions of how you're pot- can i talk to your other guests and see how their directions went did they just I, know we're, everything not, we're actually a lot nicer to our other guests but I we needed you, you on are. because we this is out of love we are mean <laughs> to you yeah. Um, okay, Blake. Who's your MVP? Like, what one overall? Motherfucking big dick, Christopher Lloyd, Doc Brown. Yeah. yeah. That's is that a, is that your MVP game? Who's your MVP? Time travel. Lame. Biff. It's Doc Brown, Biff. the inventor of time Biff. travel. I think Biff yeah. is fucking dope. Biff yeah, is dude. Yeah, Biff is so. But funny. He does end as. But then I put as my LVP. I also put Biff because he <laughs> becomes an indentured servant at the end. Dude, of the my movie. LVP is shitty dads. Uh okay. Shitty dads lose this whole uh, the whole both movies. Both Dude. Bill and Ted's dads are just the worst. Our OG Crispin Glover is the worst. Yeah. Lorraine's dad is the worst. Yeah. Fuck you, dads. I have a bad dads are the worst. I have George Carlin, dude, and I wrote love oh. him, think he's a wonderful comedian, like you said, but I felt like That's your he- LVP? He misused. Didn't, he didn't. Perfect. Yeah, misused. Didn't act right, but he just was not good or great at all. Like I was, I honed in because I was like skeptical when I was looking for my LVP, and then I was just like, George Carlin's like not acting or doing. Like he could have made. No, he doesn't really do there. anything. <laughs> yeah, um, I totally agree with that. And then I also wrote Billy the Kid sucked awful. We don't even need to talk about him anymore. Bad actor, but um, he's terrible. I, I put as a funny note in here when I was reading all the trivia for Back to the Future, uh, the scene in the diner where Marty punches Biff and then the first skateboard, like, chase He invents her. the skateboard? Yeah. Uh, they kept Eric Stoltz's hand for punching Biff. That's Eric Stoltz Whoa. punching. Oh, so I wrote Eric Stoltz as the LVP because he was a huge asshole and oh, everyone hated oh. him and they had to reshoot the fucking movie because of it. Yeah, LVP is definitely Eric Stoltz. They literally made most of this movie and then had to reshoot it. Like, dude, how much of a loser are you? And I actually I've, love Eric Stoltz. Me too, dude. And I've known that for a long time, but I was really thinking about it on this watch and I was like, thinking of how deep into the movie they got and how horrible yeah. it must have been for them to have to get to that point of like fuck well we have the whole movie but i guess like he just really fucking sucks so i guess we'll have to do this, this dude end. does not and rip we have to get rid of him dude uh, also with biff they said eric stoltz almost broke his collarbone in the cafeteria scene because he kept hitting him so hard and biff was like kept asking him to stop and he didn't and i guess in the car scene at the end Eric Stoltz didn't make it to the filming, but uh, Thomas Wilson wanted to like fuck his shit up in that scene. It was looking forward to like hitting him. That's sick. <laughs> nice. Thomas F. Wilson that's is so a crazy. Nice. 
Uh, okay, Dude, something Wh- who's that your I comeback didn't... player of the year? Did we do the all-star teams yet? Let's no, no, no. Our... Let's, do, let's do these and then do the all-star at the end. Okay, okay, um, okay. Well, who's your comeback player of the year? So that's uh, the person who kind of came back and like maybe it's a performance over time or in the movie that kind of like went from something that you didn't care about that kind of like went to the front. I don't know how to explain it. I, I thought that was good. Yeah, it's like the person who grew on you the most. And yeah, mine yours, is Nick? mine's Lorraine. Mm. I was Lorraine is like Lorraine is almost more depressing than George at the beginning of this movie. Oh, she's so depressing. And because she kind of is like almost a helpless romantic at the beginning. Yeah, she's really and like drinking pop off vodka, which is yeah, like, it's really oof. disgusting. Uh, so uh, she was my comeback player of the year. What about you, Blake? <clears throat> All right, I stopped recording again. This is going to be super fun. God damn it. I just got it back on. That's why I stopped talking. No, we're good. We're good. You're just going to have to do some editing. I hate you. Um, oh, fuck, and it stopped again. Okay. Um, All right, my comeback player of the year yeah, go for is it. George go. McFly because I actually <laughs> he's so pathetic, and then he's kind of like cooler later, even though he's still kind of a loser. Um, I don't know. He's funny. But dude, a book. oh my god. Oh, I just figured out who my six man is. A match made in space, baby. Should have gotten that okay. right on that quiz. All right, we're on comeback still, right? Yeah, that was fucked. Okay. Sorry. My dude. comeback player. Uh, so I had both of yours written down. I thought Lorraine and George McFly, both, they obviously have huge changes throughout the movie. But I think I'm going to give it to Biff. Because he is the most positive change. He goes from being an asshole to be like a very humble scrubbing their car in the driveway. Dude, he like, is the saddest yeah. man on earth at and, the end of that movie. He's and a then fucking also, servant. Marty's brother <laughs> Dave. Injured servant. Marty's brother Dave, who goes from fast food to Forbes. I had that written down too. Oh, he's in good the beginning. Line, bro. Nice. Dude, he's um, like in the fast food and then he's suit, in a suit. Marty. I always I wear a suit to the office. So yeah. that's a positive change right there. Um, okay, let's do six man of the year. And and I I just figured out one, but six man of the year is where we talk about who did the most with the least. And while I originally had Genghis Khan, because he doesn't he doesn't even get any lines of dialogue, he's like doing so much in literally just two scenes of his of Bill and Ted. I have to put in, and Nick knows I really love this guy. I have to put in the redheaded guy who steals Lorraine at the dance in Back to the Future, and he's like, Dude. he's like a cartoon. <laughs> he is such a. He goes, beat it, McFly, dude. Think about how funny that scene is. He just beat the uh. biggest bully at the school who is literally looks like a seven foot tall, like beefcake. And then this <laughs> fucking nerdy asshole redhead <coughs> steals Lorraine. It goes, beat it, McFly. Dude, Dude. that guy is a legend. All of your Dude, answers are wrong. I, I noted that and was like, why did they add that in the movie after like george beats biff why do they have because he's the final boss dude. he's the <laughs> final boss <laughs> is he is he the same actor that's like uh no it's not do you guys know american pie <laughs> have you heard of the film american pie <laughs> yes are you kidding shermanator 
Yes, dude. No. Isn't he Sherman? That's like different him, actor. Though. No, yeah. I know, but I'm yeah. just saying they're like the same person. Oh, I, and I and I will tell you, if we were doing American Pie right now, I'd give MVP to Shermanator because I think he's one of the most iconically awesome characters. Dude, well, that guy in Back to the Future, Shermanator. My my six man is Napoleon. Nice. nice. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, I he's. Mean, Hands he is down. technically speaking the best with John Calamari or whatever Dude, the actor's name is. He Thomas Calamari. When you were saying Joan of Arc is like an alien put into the future, I feel like th- that whatever his name is, Calamari, is like a Frenchman from Napoleon time put in the future. Yeah, he yeah. fucking nails it. No. Yeah, he's like, what is this delicious? He just eating Do you know food how stuff she's funny. walking around like, what is clothes? What Do you know how funny it is to have them go? To Napoleon, do you know that it's illegal in France still to name a uh, a pig Napoleon? God, because it's seen as like a fuck you to authority. That's awesome. Um, My six man is no McFly will amount to anything in the history of Hill Valley, Mister Strickland. Oh, he is really like, dude. I was watching him. He has like two parts, but I'm like, he's such a good like asshole teachery whatever he's not even a teacher what does he fucking do yeah Yeah. right (laughs) but that's a great i think that's a great pick yeah it's a good one okay who are your all-star teams so all-star is just your top five performances from both of these movies that you would pair against any other top five or any other five pair performance marty doc biff george and ted Damn, that's how this works. <laughs> what do you? Yeah, dude, I have you ever you. listened to I'm the podcast you, that you're on, dude? You're... I picked, I picked specific like a scene. I didn't know you it was just messy... like that whole God actor. Damn it, Blake! Like... I made this as clear as possible. You messy you bitch! You didn't. You messy bitch! You. <laughs> all right, Blake, do your one then. <laughs> it's gonna sound so weird. This is gonna right. be hilarious to our audience. I have, and I have more than five. <laughs> you sloppy whore! Are you fucking okay? I, you know okay, what? Okay, 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 okay. Lorraine in the hope chest scene. I thought that was great from yeah. from her. Uh, Biff at the beginning when his car when he gets the McFly car towed to their house and he's explaining like all you have for me is light beer McFly. I'm just like thought he killed it there. Goldie Wilson in the diner. Um, Strickland catching Marty coming into school even though it's small. And then this is the weird fuck? the way I wrote this, but I have all three actors in the assault scene. So like Crispin Glover and Wilson and fucking Leah Thompson. I felt like for all three of those characters all had such amazing performances like okay. and how they would be acting in that. So I'm just going to leave that there. That was no, a weird fair. take I, on no, a simple that ended up, I kind of like that, but that's not how we do this. Uh, <laughs> but I do like that. Um, I will go with most of what Nick did. I, I will do Christopher Lloyd, Thomas F. Wilson, Michael J. Fox, Napoleon, for yeah. sure, Calamari, and then... And Ted? I'd probably just go as like a tie, because I, I like Bill and Ted as a character, like, okay. in, in, together. What's yeah. your favorite scene in Back to the Future, Blake? Well, it would be uh, Liddy Titty Clock Tower is what I have written down. Liddy so the clock titty. tower scene? Yes. Yeah, dude. When, At the end? When he's reacting and like the fucking cable's hanging off of his foot and so, then he yeah. comes out of the tree and he's like, oh, 
yeah. and like he has to slide just that whole thing into the clock into like the DeLorean going back to 85 that's and then he's one. like dancing Classic. in the street that Dude, the, whole the thing the transition like, from oh, the that's 50s my jam. after after Marty goes goes back to the to 1985 the transition there from the clock tower to like a helicopter flying over the clock tower is a really yeah. good transition uh yeah, i just thought good. i'd point that out because we didn't do eye candy it looks really cool my and favorite scene back... is when marty arrives in the 50s yeah and good. Good one too. that is a, that is like dude that is like etched in my memory from when i was a kid that scene is fantastic, and and uh, 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 the hello or Sandman is playing. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Mr. Sandman Mr. is playing. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, that Dude, is really cool. From that scene, the kid on the slinky shoes is burned into yeah. my brain. Oh, yeah. The kid I'm on like, the sick. Dude, Moon whoever, shoes. yeah, whoever was like, oh, yeah, let's get some fucking, what do they have in the slinky 50s? Slinky shoes. Slinky shoes, shoe maybe. kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, my favorite scene is the diner scene. Um, the uh, milk chocolate saying? or whatever. And oh, then that the whole one. thing with Biff. Uh, do you have an infant trooping award for uh, dumbest moment? Uh, everything involving Billy the Kid in Bill and Ted's. <laughs> For me, honestly, my dumbest moment comes from Back to the Future, and it is the very, it's the beginning when he, I know that you mentioned that Bill and Ted do this, but they do it in a more, like, realistic way. The part when he turns, he oh, goes yeah. into the barn, turns up the amplifier all the way to the top where it's like a giant amplifier stands right in front of it <laughs> yeah. and bl- i was like what were you planning on do- what did you think was gonna happen <laughs> it's, it's the, one of the scene. very few things in the movie that i'm like i may go his, as far as to say it's the stupidest scene out. in the history of all of movies damn bro yeah it's but, pretty dumb all right but the, I, is it I, anything involving billy the kid is that yours blake uh yeah i mean i i had a toss-up they're both from bill and ted what's but, the other one uh one of them was when Socrates and Billy the Kid and then eventually Sigmund Freud are in the mall hitting on these teenage girls and the girls are like laughing and calling them geeks and like the whole thing I'm just like this is such a weird thing to put in this movie these like one of them is like a grandpa one of them is like a weird fake Wait, hold on, hold on. hitting no, on no, these no. like 16 put it in more girls. context one is a grandpa that literally fucked boys <laughs> One is like a creepy person who thinks that everyone wants to have sex with their mom. And then yeah. one is a bad actor. And I got like, it's it's just whatever, like campy. But at the same time, I was it like, really with strange. everything happening in the movie, why did they just put this scene of them like hitting on that's these a, girls? That's and a great pick. Yeah, that yeah. one's a good one. And then the police station distractions leading up to the trash can dropping on Ted's dad. I'm like, these guys... Could barely, like, I mean, I guess they had a big day where they got a lot done, but, like, they're not going back <laughs> and figuring out to fucking that's put that so... trash can above his I dad that's Blake, gonna fall I on him. Blake, you're, un- <laughs> you're not allowed to get high and watch movies because you are overthinking a very stupid movie. Dude, Bro. my synopsis for Bill and Ted's adventure should have been Bill and Ted, two idiots in high school, have a really big day and get a lot done. <laughs> 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 that should have been it. Do you uh, guys have any like recommendations of movies like these or anything that you think people should watch that you think they Back haven't watched? Back to the watched? Future Part 2 and Back to the Future Part 3. That's good. Yes. That's it. Um, 
I've put Rick and Morty because I oh, know yeah. that it was so uh, based on that. It's my favorite adult cartoon. I don't know if you guys watched that video I sent you this morning. Yeah. That was what inspired Rick and Morty. I thought that was hilarious. And then I had like, if you want Michael J. Fox, Teen Wolf, uh, Zemeckis and Christopher Lloyd uh, team up again and who framed Roger Rabbit. I fucking love that movie. We are doing um, that soon. And then one of my other favorite movies is Forrest Gump. So two of my favorite movies directed by Zemeckis has nothing to do with Back to the Future, but oh, you like Forrest Gump? Travel through history. Everyone likes Forrest Gump. Well, sorry, it's uh, everyone likes. Uh, no, Back no, to no. The those future, are though. those are good recommendations. I would just recommend other '80s high school movies, maybe some like lesser known ones that you guys haven't seen. Just look them up or listen to us on Movies That Molded Me, where we uh, rank those. Man, that was fun. We got. Uh, I say rewatch Hot Tub Time Machine. I think it gets funnier each time, mm-hmm. and it's especially funny uh, after watching Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you can follow Cue us on music. social. What? Yeah. Cue the you music. You can follow us on social media, uh, Instagram.com/slash/facingoffpod. Hit us up. It's gonna be like so fun if you if you like send me memes and stuff on there. I'm always on it, and uh, we give recommendations for lesser known movies that are on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon right now so do that um, twitter.com slash facing off pod just look up facing off podcast and you'll see our hilarious tweets because um, only only other podcasts are following us right now we want humans to follow us um, and, uh, so, and also go to Southern New Hampshire University uh, put in promo code facing off pod and you get a free online degree uh, and then also you can send us emails <laughs> Uh, as Southern New Hampshire University did, uh, facingoffpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read your emails. Uh, we really appreciate when we get them, especially when Kevin did it, Kevin Gathman and Otto Herman and my mama. Um, do you have a sign-off? have a sign-off, like a send-off? Blake. Blake, do you have one? If anyone's still listening, they're holding me against my will. <laughs> Please help me bring food. Um, <laughs> if you have a copy of Back to the oh, Future on DVD, I would love to watch that again. Um, no, I don't have anything. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks You're for welcome. coming on, Blake. Thank you. Gabe, you yeah. have one? It's like an airplane! What are wings? <laughs> Be excellent to each other, everybody, and party on, dudes. Stay classy. Yeah. All right, Diego. stop the recording for the fifth time, Blake. <laughs>